This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in the Holy City of Jerusalem. Um, we're on live with Asha Torah, H.com. And, uh, and here I am in Jerusalem in my dining room. Nach I see Ephraim's beautiful children there on the Zoom feed. Hi, kids. And uh, any of my kids want to say hi? Come say hi, kids. Don't be shy. Uh, Surly will say hi. Surly, say hi. That's my youngest, Surly. Rothy, you want to say hi? Mm-hmm. Miriam? No one wants to say hi? Okay, but Surly, Surly has no problem saying hi. All right. Okay, let's get busy. Anyone who's on chat or even people who are on... Um, on uh, Facebook, you can always send in questions, and and any of you feel free to unmute your phones, and uh, and ask whatever whatever you want. And again, uh, just reminding Sophia, Marius, and Andrew, and whoever's Dell one, to put on your cameras, please. So I sense that there's people with me. Um, I don't care if you're even looking at me; at least it's not just your name on a box. Thank you very much. Um, this this class is going to be moving times to a more appropriate time for America. Um, Miriam, you mind getting my sweater? It's hanging on my closet. Um, to a more appropriate time. Hi, Sophia. If your name's Sophia, that's at least what your what your device says. Um, the um, we're going to move to a more appropriate time. We're going to pump um, bump it up two hours starting this Sunday. Um, that'll I think that'll be more helpful because. Uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time, that'll be better. Um, did, uh, laser, uh, nod your head if the U.S. changed their clocks already. Uh, so right now we're at a six-hour difference. That means it's 9 a.m. there now. And um, that's good. And so so that'll be perfect. That way, if we bump it up two hours, it'll be 8 a.m. In, in Los Angeles. Um, my, I just heard of a group of, uh, my, my brother in LA was telling me a group of skiers came back from Italy, uh, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe with 14 skiers, all obviously of the wealthy variety, um, who fly to the Swiss Alps to, or the Italian Alps to ski. 14 came back, 14 tested positive. And, uh, oh, really? Uh, mm. people were skiing in Italy. Mm. Crazy times. And um, one's in a coma, two, one's still in intensive care, two more. And so of the 14, 14 wound up in ICU. One's still in a coma. Anyway, the uh, but the fact is 14 out of 14, we're talking about the power of the, the uh, contagiousness of this situation. Um, the... So we're going to learn today. Uh, before we start learning, I uh, just want to share a few words about, about the virus. And, and um, uh, there, there are people still in varying levels of taking this seriously, and I, I just want to um, reiterate the importance of it, of how seriously we all have to be taking this. Um, it's... it's uh, we really, no one, no matter what city you're in, uh, should not be leaving um, unless you absolutely have to, and then keeping a six-foot distance from people. Um, you can look at it as protecting yourself, you can look at it as protecting the others, um, but it really is showing a great uh, sh- uh, sign of care to other people. Um, one of the big aspects of this is our lack of understanding, and, and therefore the least we could do is... is is get a, 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 that we can curtail the amount of people that are impacted as, as by at least um, that kind of distance, um, so that we're not um, causing you know other people to potentially get it. It's heavy duty, um, and it's a it's a it's a serious um, it, it's a it's a serious situation. And, and so we, we all got to take it that way and, and um, keep that distance. Um, almost no one's been in my house. Our house is like a, 
it's like a public thoroughfare normally, but it's, it, no one's really been in here. Um, the, I'm uh, just saying hi to some people on Facebook. Hi, Rob, Michael. Michael said, so what is up with this? Hey, David Hirsch there. Megan and Roddy Boritzer. Okay, um, so let's get busy. The, you know, I was discussing earlier with Mustafa, who's uh, on this live feed from London. Uh, we just had a meeting, and the two of us are, are involved in the human potential movement and um, and bringing uh, bringing God into it because the human potential movement is a you know it's a cutting edge cutting edge uh, uh, there there are cutting edge technologies in in how to bring humanity to to clarity and to be to be um, uh, really real real with ourselves and real with uh, the way I like to say it is most people start the Torah. Most people read the, the Torah, the Bible, they start with the flood, which is the second, uh, the second section. Um, but there's a reason why God started the, the entire book with, with Genesis. And, and one of the main, there's many reasons, but one of the main reasons is to let us all know that we're awesome. We're all created in the image of God. And, and uh, see, most people start with the flood where it says, a man's thoughts are just evil all day. And the evil thoughts that most people have are about themselves, unfortunately. Most people just, you know... I mean, think about it. When the average person looks in the mirror in the morning or in the evening, whenever they look in the mirror, they, um, they probably don't hear it, but there's like they're berating themselves. They're literally berating themselves, which is speaking badly about themselves uh, quite intensely. Um, I once heard it one morning. It was fascinating. I, I woke up one morning, and I was in kind of that between sleep, between waked kind of lucid dream state, which is, you know, rare to get into. But I was in that kind of state. This is going to back maybe twenty five years plus, and and I heard all this swearing and terrible cursing and cussing, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And then I realized. It's me talking about myself. And I would never even use such words, which means in my unconscious mind, apparently, I would use such words and bad words. And it was, all, it was like, you no good. All kinds of explicatives about myself. And then I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm saying this stuff about myself? I couldn't believe it. It reminds me of when I first learned from Louise Hay, one of the great um, healers who passed away actually last year. Louise Hay um, wrote the book, you know, her manifesto was You Can Heal Your Life. And, and she, uh, she actually has uh, subsequent books that actually go through the entire body, like literally every part of your body and the voice you say, the voice of that part of the body of what you might be saying negatively that could be shutting down that particular um, organ or, uh, or uh, system in your body. Um, she, w w I was doing mirror exercises, and um, you're actually supposed to say in front of a mirror, and I, I use this in the Possible Use seminars, that uh, every participant from day one, twice a day, in the evening and the morning, have to look in the mirror and say, I love you, I really love you. Everyone has to say that, looking in a mirror, like literally at like this distance, right in the eyes, and to say to yourself, I love you, I really love you. And it's, uh, and then, so the instructions are, now if you spit on the mirror, or break the mirror, or can't say it, or you said it, but you couldn't, you didn't mean it, so then you have to say instead, I'm willing to learn to love you. I'm willing to learn to love you. And I'll tell you, I was, uh, I don't know how old I was at the time that I learned this. I was probably maybe 26, seven years old. I had to say I'm willing to learn to love you for six weeks before I could get out my first I love you. I really love you. And don't forget, I was bubble, I, I was bubble wrapped in West LA with two loving parents where there was no crime. The closest pedophile was nine zip codes away. 
By the way, I have no idea what name zip codes away is, but there were no pedophiles in my neighborhood. You know, it was like if a, if a, if a teacher raised their hand to you, they'd like go, they, they'd give them a death sentence or something. It was like nothing ever happened to any of us. It was only good all the time. But for some reason, human beings start the Torah with, start the Bible with the flood. And their thoughts are just bad all day about themselves most of the time. And it's a, it's a shame and it's, and it's, it's, it's not right. And it's, and it's not by chance that the Bible starts with Adam being created in the image of God to let all of us know that we have, just like God is infinite, we have, um, we have infinite potential. Oh, uh, someone had vocal fry. That's okay, you don't have to speak, but you can at least have facial show up, Chaya. You don't have to be just a box that says Chaya. It's very impersonal. You don't have to speak, okay? Oh, she's, she will. Okay, as soon as you get your hair done or something, please join us. So, um, anyway, so loving ourselves is, is, is the very, very basic. It's the very basic um, level. And here's the thing. If you don't love yourself, you ain't going to love nobody. And just like it says that, that um, it says love your neighbor as yourself, which of course everyone thinks is a Christian thing, but it's actually, uh, it's one of the commandments of the Torah. It's a direct line in the Torah. Um, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, it's pretty well said, actually. Usually English translations are lousy, but this is a pretty good translation that... Um, that love your neighbor as yourself is, is in, in, in Hebrew, it's, and you will love, and you will love your neighbor as yourself. And now listen carefully. What does that mean? It means only in as much as you love yourself will you love your neighbor. Only in as much as you love yourself will you have the capacity to love someone else. Now let me explain. Check this out. Check this out. Now, first of all, just to put it, make it, put it on, on this level of clarity, the, careful you're going to put all that because that's, that's all clean already. Okay. So my son's coming to sit next to me and eat, eat his cup of noodles soup. Hi, young man. How you doing? You want to say hi again? There he is. Hi. cutest kid in the world. So, I'm, I'm a little biased when I called him the cutest kid in the world, by the way. Now, the, um, I'm sure you're all thinking, frankly, I think he looks like a monster. No. <laughs> they think he's cute, too. Everyone thinks you're cute. Kid. Anyway, the, um, so let's discuss what it means to love your neighbor as yourself is only in as much as you love yourself can you love your neighbor. Because watch, watch this. Let's say I'm meeting you for the first time. I've never met you before. And what that does is it automatically puts us on a scale. We're going to be on a scale, literally from 1 to 10, on, um, on am I smarter than you, dumber than you, thinner than you? Well, that'll be obvious without, you know, we won't, that we'll see. But smarter, dumber, thinner, fatter, better looking, less good looking, wealthier, poorer, Smart, uh, smarter we already did. Um, um, more learned, less learned, more talented, less talented. Um, you know, more religious, less religious. You know, it's going to be a whole scale when I meet you. And you'll notice, if you look at your life, you'll notice that anyone who's more than you at anything is, is a no-good Nick. And anyone who's less than you on any of those is like, ah, look at them, you know, they're nothing. So... What happens is we automatically scale people. We can't help but scale people. That's one of the reasons why you never, you never hear people's names. Like you just met the person. They just said their name and it's already gone over your head. You missed it. Why? Because of the anxiety of the... Because of the anxiety of the interaction. Because I don't really know where I stand with this person. I have no idea where I stand with this person until I find out I'm safe. What does it mean I'm safe? That I'm above them on several levels of the scale. 
Till I find it. Sorry, I'm not answering right now. I know you're sending questions or points, but I'm. Uh, I'm in the. You know, as I give a point, I'll check it later. Um, till I'm. Till I find out where I am compared to them on this scale of one to ten, can I now open up and start to have a relationship? And maybe, maybe then I'd hear their names. So, like, we should all actually repeat our names during a conversation. What we should do is lower ourselves in the eyes of others, and then throw our name back in. Just kidding. Don't do that. So the 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 so the the thing is is that we are we are constantly on a scale with other people. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about. A little more on that is that is that if you look at your relationships, you cannot love someone until you love yourself. What does that mean? That means that all your relationships are going to be using the right terms, not usury, because usury is usually for like uh, uh, charging interest or something. That's usury, but I li- but it just works so much better than using the because uh, using has a million meanings too, but. But all our relationships are usury, so to speak, using others um, until we love ourselves. And what do I mean by that? You'll notice that when you're feeling this way, you call that one. When you're feeling that way, you call that one. Even your own parents, like you use this parent for that, you use that parent for that. You call this sibling when you're feeling this way, you call that sibling when you're feeling that way. Like every, every, like all your relationships are just there to build you up. And if all your relationships are there to build you up, that means that you're not built. If you're not built, that means that, that you're not loving yourself. Now, what's the hint to loving yourself? How do you get to loving yourself? So there's different ways of getting there, but we're going to go the real quick, fast, short, direct way of loving yourself. And that is that you have to hear the rest of the sentence. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. And then the last two words are, Ani Hashem, which translates in English to, I am God. Which is like kind of God's stamp, that he stamps a couple sentences in the Torah. There's, there's several sentences in the Torah that end with the words, I am God, meaning, do this, I am God. Now, uh, the commentaries say, whenever it says, I am God, the commentaries say, what it's ultimately uh, saying is, is that um, I am, I, I will pay, I pay, I will, I will pay you for this one. Meaning, meaning you got my stamp that you get, you, you have this thing together, you're going to be, you're going to, it's going to work out for you because I, I will, meaning I will reward. I will reward. I imagine it also means I will punish. Um, but, but that's the point. Now, on this one, it's kind of strange to have I am God because what's he rewarding you for? Loving yourself? Like, how can you get rewarded for loving yourself? So, so that's a little strange. So, so there's other commentaries that say when it says I am God, it's literally saying I, meaning you, are God. Well, how can you be God? And the answer is that the consciousness that you have, your pure consciousness beyond all the narratives of your life and all the your looks that whole scale your brains your background your knowledge base all that scale stuff is garbage what's true is that you're awesome what's awesome about you is your soul your soul is what's awesome and because your soul is what's awesome well guess what just like my soul is awesome your soul's awesome. So my soul's awesome. Your soul's awesome. And now everybody on the live feed stare straight into the camera for a moment. Just stare into the camera. Okay? Everyone look. And now realize, yeah, good. Just stare into the camera. Hold still and stare in. You're not you're not staring. Everyone stare just your eyes into the camera. Everyone look at the eyes and realize real real eyes. Yeah, put your real eyes there. Everyone realize that the consciousness, just breathe and stare, the consciousness that's staring out of your own eyes has everything in common with all the other eyes you're looking at right now on the screen. Your consciousness. What difference is your consciousness in theirs? Meaning if you strip away man or woman, because there's some men and some women, strip that away. Okay, strip away all your history and your whole narrative that's been trapping you in your story. 
of your life. Strip all that away. Strip away your sibling orders. Strip away who your parents were in the community you're raised in. If you just look right now in the camera with your real eyes and your pure conscious self, what you realize is we all share this consciousness. It's in all of us. We're all one. And so, love your neighbor as yourself only in as much as you love yourself, which is this pure consciousness, the, 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 the portion of God inside of me that, I, that we share this. You and I are, are one. That's why I guess when you put the letter I, the capital I is uh, one. Yeah? We are one. And, and me doing for you and you doing for me and that, that reciprocal relationship in fact, the word, and they gave, in Hebrew, and they gave. You've got to put that close to the camera. I don't know what that book is you just showed us. But, and they gave, it might be also opposite. Uh, real close, real close. Oh, the Holy Scriptures. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and the word in Hebrew, venatnu, venatnu, and they gave, is spelled the same direction. Vinatnu, vinatnu goes the same direction either way. Because the V, which is again the I in Hebrew, it's the line, is at the beginning of the word is spelled V and at the end U. But that's the same Vinatnu. It goes both directions. And when we give, when we connect, now here's the thing. Mustafa was just telling me that he lives in a community, it's like four streets long of a community with a bunch of different people living there. How many people would you say are living there, Mustafa? Uh, is it thousands? Is it, what? Five, six hundred. Okay. He said that uh, since this virus started, so they've got, they're all on a WhatsApp group now. Tell you tell us. Yes, it's, it's uh, Saturday morning. We started a WhatsApp group and we shared it in the community and now we have share with you all my son's bedtime story. I'm not going to go on with the story until, uh, until we get there um, because my son's waiting in suspense each night at the end of each story. And don't ask why I tell such scary stories to my son. But, but uh, my son's bedtime story, you want to be with me for this part? So where we're at now is this family has been captured. Uh, they captured a family of 10. We just happen to be a family of 10 from Jerusalem. They captured the family of 10 from Jerusalem, brought them to this planet. And what's going on? Why did they bring this family of 10 from Jerusalem? Is they've decided that they're going to take over the earth. <laughs> and they need, they need humans to interview, to basically get the earth not to fight back because the earth has nukes. And even though this planet has much better technology and could easily take over the earth... Uh, Going into a nuclear disaster wouldn't be very helpful if the U.S. decided to, if the, if the, sorry, if the America, the world's armies decided to protect themselves with nukes. And so they wanted to interview this family to get into the minds and the hearts of the people who live there to see if they could um, uh, somehow take over the earth without it being a nuclear disaster. So they, the family that they, that they had a, um, basically kidnapped from the earth the way they were going to convince them to help them isn't just a way to convince them. This is what literally happened. The Messianic era already entered that particular planet hundreds of years ago. Hundreds of years ago. And, what, and this planet had the technology to be able to spy on Earth and saw that the Earth was spiraling out of control with, with disintegration. By the way, when I say disintegration, I don't mean like to disintegrate. I mean lack of integration otherwise known as disintegration. Meaning, meaning governments, 
our governments are looking out for themselves as opposed to for the other the other countries. You have Europe waxing rich while Africans starve just right down there in the subcontinent. I mean, literally, you can go. I've surfed France, Portugal, and Spain. I was right above Morocco, where Africa begins. I mean, they're 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 kissing. Only they're kissing with their fists, and they're not they're not feeding each other. They're not helping each other, and the and the the uh, the. China. I mean, right before this happened, do, does anyone have any recollection of what happened between China and Trump just now? China and Trump just went like full head to head, and and Trump basically said to hell with you guys. And uh, there's been all kinds of infighting there. I mean, someone someone last night. He's a total conspiracy theorist, but he he called me last night saying that that notice how like the U.S. economy has gone to hell from you know. From one, you know, infection in China, and uh, and now China's on the rebound, while the U.S. is not able to contain this at this point, you know, and so, you know, who knows what's behind all this? Whatever. He was a conspiracy theorist. I imagine that China didn't plant this little bomb, but having spoken to him, and then I went straight from that call to my son's bedtime story. So, the messianic era had entered this planet already hundreds of years earlier, they've been spying on the earth and what they were able to gather was it's, it's gone beyond a critical threshold of messian, of, of uh, coming together as one. That it's, it's just going the opposite direction. Things are getting worse. They're not getting better. And the selfishness is at an all-time high. And as they call them, the 1%, since now we have the millennials and the Democratic Party of the U.S., that 1% at the top, the 1% at the top who's, you know... They've got more money than like than like ninety percent of the rest of humanity, and 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 meanwhile, like the biggest homeless crisis in the history of the U.S. is going on, while um, while the uh, while while um, the, the biggest homeless crisis ever happening in the U.S. history, in L.A. alone, just in L.A., they have a hundred thousand homeless people this winter. With this virus now going along, and all they're getting is rain and rain and rain. It's like it's like a fr- cold winter for for LA with a hundred thousand people on the streets, and the uh, and and meanwhile there's just mansions and mansions and mansions everywhere, and there's just no there's no equality of wealth there. And the uh, anyway, so the planet realized that the Earth is just you know if I can quote uh, if I can quote. Uh, uh, Michael McDonald of the Doobie Brothers, yeah? He said, I've heard it said about the weight of the world's problems it are enough to make the ball fall right through space. Hey, wait, uh, Chaya, you did something crazy. I don't know what you did, uh, but now half our screen is is you. Uh, Chaya, can you undo that, please? Uh, command shift. What was it? Command shift. Hello? Hi, yeah, you, uh, uh, hold on one sec. Uh, what was it? Command, sh- shift, and then there was something else I forget what I hit. No. No, I have to disconnect my computer. It's on Facebook. I was trying to send an email. Okay, that's cool. But, uh, can you undo whatever you did because it just, uh, messed up our lives? I don't know. I think there's someone in my computer. Hold on, give me a minute. You're sharing your screen, you shared your screen. I, I see it. I see it. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, I'll keep going. So, um, uh, you're viewing the screen. Ah, view options. Sorry, I got it. Oh, everyone's back. Hey. There we go. Sorry. Okay. Okay. You can, you can mute again if you want or not. So, it sounds quiet wherever you are. Anyway, so he said, I heard it said about the wor- weight of the world's problems is enough to make the ball fall right through space. It's like the weight of our problems are like making the ball fall through space. So I um, I sing professionally, so maybe I'll sing a little bit for you guys, even though I haven't warmed up my voice at all. Um, but it's a beautiful song. By the way, everyone should look up that song because it's just so gorgeous. Um, I'm actually my computer's propped up on a on a drum here. That's cool. I didn't expect that. Making the camera shake. So it goes like this. I'll play a little drums here and there. So it goes like this. 
I heard it said about the weight of the world's problems is enough to make a ball fall right through space. It ain't even worth it to live with all that's going on. That's what they say. Well, let me just go down and say that I'm glad to be here. Oh, my voice is warmed up. It's from Mustafa. Here with all the same pain and lies. Everybody knows. Some may think they're born to be king. Well, maybe that's true. Well, I think passing love around is all we were born to do. Let them build their kingdoms. Let them make their life. Uh, make the, let, <laughs> let them pass their laws for this world to lead. Well, you and I make life worth living. Right here in each other's <laughs> Right here in each other's arms I'm here to love you I got my keyboard right behind me Gotta play the keyboard No more loneliness No more emptiness I'm here to love you What's that? Huh? You can't find what? The song of the song. Oh yeah, it's called, uh, it's Doobie Brothers. It's called uh, Here to Love You, I think. Doobie Brothers, Here to Love You. Such a gorgeous song. The, the, the end of the song just goes, Just let me go on loving you. Boom. Don't stop me now while I'm feeling this way. Just let me go on loving I'm here. Love you, don't stop me now. I'm feeling this way. Stop me, let me go on loving you. Love you, don't stop me now. I'm feeling this way. Yeah, yeah, just let me go on loving I'm here to love you, don't stop me now. I'm feeling this way. <laughs> you guys gotta hear this song. It's it's one of the greatest classic rock songs written in the whole 1970s, <laughs> maybe 80s. I would love a refill on this tea if possible. Surely, can you hand this over to the table or here on it? Anyway. Can I uh, email this to someone from below? Sure. Who was that? Carol? Um, by the way, Mas there's someone named Masila, Carol, Khani, Carol, and Del One that uh, we'd appreciate if your cameras were on because you guys are kind of generating this class for me. Um, and uh, hi, Adam Wax on uh, Facebook, Michael Kessler, Gwen. Um, thanks for joining us. Kyle, obviously, you've been there every day. Shakoya. Um, and nice to meet you, Sophia, also. Um, yeah, so, so here's my son listening to this story. And the Martians are like, the Martians say, you know, how do we get the Earth to just let us take over and teach how to transform their lives so that they could get back together, so that the people could get together? So they took this family to interview them. Now, really, they only needed the mother and the father, but they didn't want them to miss each other, so they put them in isolation and uh, brought them to the planet all together. And plus, they wanted to interview the kids as well a little bit because you're, you're also going to have to get the youth on board. And uh, anyway, but then they suddenly said, well, you know, there is another idea. And what's that idea? And they said, well, we could send a virus. We could send a virus. What if we send a virus and, and just had, had like life as it, life as we know it just disappeared until like all that's left is just core core you know meaning first of all it's gonna have to have everyone ask themselves the question like what's meaningful because 
because you know people have made. Um, thank you very much. People have made. By the way, this is vitamin C tea. Um, people, I'm just going to recommend this to everybody. Uh, you get powdered vitamin C, and you do it in the thousands of milligrams, not those little pills that are like, you know, those horse pills for the 500s. It's very citrusy. It's quite delicious if you like citrusy. It's too citrusy to tell you the truth. But you, but then you put in other things. What's in here? Honey. I got honey in here. Ceylon, which is date honey. And my whole family is just drinking this all the time. We're all like boosted with vitamin C powder. All the time. In our own little capsule of our home. Now, um, come on, Ruffle, you want to say hi? Just say hi. Come on. Yeah, that's something you want to say to everybody. My, my lovely daughter is like so close to saying hi. Just say hi. Hi. Say hi with your face. You can make one of your funniest faces. Okay, back then. My ch- kids aren't used to me, because I live feed every day, but I live feed from Asia Tiller in the Old City, and obviously this week I'm live feeding from here. And uh, repeating once again that I'm shooting up two hours, um, and we're going to be going on uh, live from now on two hours later. Now, we could send a virus, and then that virus would just be like, you know, we'll make a virus that'll make medical experts wonder, you know? We'll send a virus that like, what's that? A love virus. A love, yeah, a love virus that just causes parents to no longer be able to, um, parents can no longer, uh, uh, oh gosh, we had the word yesterday. Um, what is it called when you, when you uh, outsource? Yeah, <laughs> outsourcing their parenting to teachers. Like you actually have to do your own parenting this week. Um, you're going to parent your own children. Families, there are families together right now that haven't been together in 15 years. You know, Normally it takes a funeral to get the families together, but families are like together now. And, um, and uh, you know, even my niece who moved to Israel, Hashem, and, uh, you know, she lives in Tel Aviv, is, is now like in my kitchen right now and has been at our house for a while. <laughs> And please, God will continue, and and we're just we're just all together now, and we're helping each other out, and we're we're taking care of each other, and for the first time maybe in a long time, and and it's um, you know, and we're all having to like look at our look at our. Uh, can you raise this a tiny bit so it's above the screen, but above the other screen? You can see how much it's above the screen. Look, at, the, look at it. See that line? Yeah. yeah that's um, the, oh, no. Just a teeny bit. Oh, just, just, oh never um, mind. I, I think, yeah, I hi, you want to say something? Okay. No, I, I don't have corona. I know I don't have corona, but they literally fried my brain while I was in the hospital and I was trying to put this together. Give me a minute. Okay, put it together. Sorry, they fried your brain I'll while you're in the hospital. I'll go back on mute and you can continue. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> Hi, you're cool. You're cool. You can mute your phone in the meantime. Okay, yeah. So, um, I'm sorry whatever happened happened over there. And may your brain feel much better soon. Um, the it, it, it It's making all of us have to... Ask what's real. You know, I, I imagine a lot of people, listen. I'm probably preaching to the choir right now because anyone who watches me probably feels the same way, which is the sad thing about what we tune into is we tune into like-minded things. But, you know, I was just actually listening to Jordan Peterson yesterday and he was talking about business, how, how young business entrepreneurs often hire people just like them. Bad idea. You don't want to do that. Okay, I, I've always had people working for me who are, it's literally like filling my gaps. You know, you don't want to be having like-minded people working with you, you know, when it comes to your own personal business and companies and whatever enterprise you're into. You know, you want people complimenting you, not like you. You might want to think about that in marriage as well. Anyway, um, the... What came to my mind just now also is is to be part of the uh, solution rather than the problem. 
and not to be the guy. You know, I know a lot of people who have all kinds of complaints about love, like where's the love? So I've got the answer, by the way. Here's the love. Stop asking where's the love. Just say here's the love. Those of you who like kind of part of your character, it's like, and without going into depth of that, but part of your character is developed from this complaint about things and people and hurt you've had and stuff. And it's almost like, um, you know, it's kind of, I like to call it your dirty diaper. Because if you ever had a three-year-old who, who was, he was potty training resistant. So they, they actually go to the bathroom in their diaper and then they, oh, hi, I think you did it again. <laughs> We're back to highest full screen. Don't worry, hi, I'll, I'll, I should be able to get rid of that. Mm, maybe not. No, I can't get rid of that. You have to get rid of that. Um, can I fix that, please? Again? Oh, thank you. So, um, and again, Carol Hani and Carol Rod. Oh, there's two Carol Rods. Please turn on your cameras. Now, um, I call it our dirty diaper syndrome. Is that, is that um, when you catch your three-year-old who didn't get potty trained, what happens is now that they made in their diaper, they have to go hide because they're busted, you know, because they've got, you know, too much... Uh, mental ability now to be doing that, and so now they got to go hide, which means you got to go sniff around your house to find them. Where are they? And then you find them under, you know, some uh, cabinet or under the table or they're somewhere. And then when you find them, then they run. So now you're like chasing them. You know, you just want to help them. You just want. You know, all you're trying to do is is change their dirty diaper. But uh, so we all love our dirty diaper. And one of the dirty diapers that people love is is the complaints of their hurts throughout life. And so what happens is they wind up not sharing love because, the you know, I'm not sharing love after what I've been through. I'm not sharing love. I'm, and, the, and, and that's understandable, and obviously I could go very in-depth on that. I'm not going to right now just because it's going to take us a while, and we only have an hour in this session. My watch disappeared. But... um. Someone borrow my watch. <laughs> it's truly, I'm, I'm supposed to be keeping track of time here. Anyone know what time it is, by the way? I know. Yeah, why don't you tell me? 3.54. 3.54, whoa. That doesn't give us a lot of time. So, anyway, instead of saying, where's the love, you say, here's the love. Here's the love. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight hate with love. Yeah, and And whatever disasters that have happened in my life that left me hurt. I'm not going to inflict them on others. Yeah, that was the very first thing. The great Rabbi Hillel, when a Gentile came up to Hillel and said, teach me the whole Torah on one foot, he said, don't do unto others what is hurtful to you. And as you all know, hurt people hurt people. There's something weird about people, but they, they feel like they have to like hurt others. And usually just in the ways they were hurt, people like to hurt others. And it's, it's some weird way we like to get back at people. And, and, and it's not even getting back at the people who, were, who wronged us. It's just getting back at the world. And it's, it's just not, it's not a very realized place to be. And it's, it's a very uh, unhealthy and immature place to be. And once you know something's hurtful, you never, ever hurt anyone there. You know what it's like. And that's what he was saying. He was saying to the, to the Gentile, he was saying, he was saying, like, you want to get anywhere in spirituality? Start by not being abusive. What's the definition of abusive? Because I could be doing something abusive and I, I don't know it because I've never felt it. And someone comes up to me and says, you know, that really hurt. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you for telling me. I've never experienced that from someone else before. So it's good you're telling me. I wouldn't have known. But when you would have known and you do it to someone else, that's abuse. That's willful abuse. And, and, so, and so we never do unto another person what is hurtful to us. That's step one. But step two is figure out how much of your character, meaning how much have, has your actual character become, become a, a, addicted to the... The holding back of love. Because, you know, you don't deserve it. You have to earn it. And also, how many of us are walking around like little kids, like we're, 
Like, meaning, little kids are super fragile, and obviously, whenever we were hurt as kids, when I say little kids, you know, when we were four, or we were six, or we were eight, we got embarrassed, or maybe humiliated, or someone, like, really wronged us, and it was maybe public, and embarrassing, humiliating. Now we're walking around as adults, who are, like, fully capable adults, who are, like, we're not these, like, extremely fragile people at this point, yet we interact with the world, Meaning we are so stingy with our hearts and our love as if we're still that little kid that could be like sent into a tailspin with the slightest look. And so we're not putting our hearts out. We're being so protective, being so careful not to be, not to be hurt. Now, I want to close with just a couple of thoughts on, uh, on just uh, going back to the, the discussion of the, the, love, the love bomb that the virus is. And, and that is that, that um, well, not on the, I should really be talking about the love bomb part, but, I, but what I wanted to say first is that, is that in general, it's our job to not be judgmental of people who have crossed their identities with things that aren't them. For example, sports, money, politics, fashion, Hollywood, you know, meaning uh, 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 entertainment, you know, uh, we, but so many people, I mean, so many people, their identities have, um, have become spliced with, with foreign things that are not them. Well, you can't go to a concert now, and you can't go to a sporting event now, and you can't go to the club now, and you can't go to the, you can't, it's all been taken away. And the politics, the politicians are like, they're like buffoons. They, they don't even know what they're doing anymore. The, uh, everything we thought was real, you know, everything we thought was solid is no longer that way. And, but, so what do you want to do? Just go into a panic and, and like be like, oh, like full identity crisis, help, you know, where's the Xanax? How can I mask this with more internet use or something? No, this is your chance to, to get real. You know, don't, don't make it like, oh, those kind of characters, they're the ones into like finding the truth of life and like what life's all about. Like, oh, oh, hold on. No, I know what you're trying to say. Just give me a minute. <laughs> 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 I literally just got out of the hospital. I have like vocal fry and everything and my family thinks that I'm nuts. Just give me a minute so I can piece it all together for you so you can understand what I'm talking about. Go for it, Karen. Okay, you piece it together. You know, you send it in a text to me, okay? You're gonna what, email me or something. I'm gonna send you my email, by the way. So, so, <laughs> listen, we are, it's not for hippies to, talk about what's the meaning of life things are very simple there's oneness there's oneness that somehow has created multiplicity or I should say there's oneness that's created multiplicity and and that oneness created the multiplicity out of itself and so therefore all of this in the physical world is of the oneness it has to be automatically Okay? We all came from oneness. The oneness somehow created a, a multiplicitous environment. We exist inside of it, but what we have that's one is this consciousness of all of us. That's the oneness, because that's being, that's being lent to us by the oneness. It's being lent to us by that oneness. And so here we are, all these entities in the physical world, yet we all have this consciousness that that is, is cross-linked between all of us. And it is from that consciousness that love is possible and, and giving is possible. And I don't just mean love like, oh, I love you, but the kind of love that you give and you take care of, like Mustafa's neighborhood there, and, and where, where our differences are no longer meaningful, but what is important is what's in common with all of us. And that... and, and 
this virus, though it's dangerous and people will lose their lives, and you don't want to know something, we're all going to lose our lives. Which means all of us, not, knowing what's real isn't for hippies, because you're going to, even if you're a sports fanatic and your whole life is sports, well, you're, that's also going to be taken from you one day. God pulls the carpet out of everyone, out from under everyone's feet at the end of their lives. It's just that he's given the whole planet a chance to do this together. That we're all simultaneously having to reckon with what's real. And it's not that far. It's not that far. It's, it's just a very simple recognition of the oneness that we are and that we're part of and to treat each other appropriate, uh, treat each other accordingly based on that oneness. Okay, I'm signing off for today. Um, blessings to everybody. Um, tomorrow I'll be on again at 3 o'clock Israel Standard Time. Um, that'll be moving to, that'll be my final one, at least for um, the H.com Zoom. Um, but that'll be mo- uh, moving to 5 o'clock on sun- Sunday on, uh, Sunday through the next the rest of next week. Um, so we'll see you all tomorrow. I am reachable. You can always email me at, uh, hi, you ready for my email? I'm always reachable at yomtovglazer at gmail.com. Yomtovglazer gmail. I also have an H email at yglazer at h.com. And, um, and, uh, and you can always WhatsApp me your questions. Um, my WhatsApp is plus 972-52-834-4664. Again, plus 972-52-834-4664. Eight three four four six six four. If you have an important question I didn't answer you quickly, then just be persistent. Um, just keep throwing it back to the top because every hour there's another thirty messages, and some of them are pretty darn important. And so they get. I might go to one of them, and then the next hour yours is under sixty. So just throw it back on top with an arrow, pointing upward, and uh, and uh, I'll look at it. And please, God, be able to answer it. And uh, I'm here for y'all. And, uh, you know, I'm doing this from the bottom of my heart. You know, I'm, I'm also in isolation, you know. If you call it, you know, I think one of the blessings of having as many kids as I do is isolation ain't so bad, you know. Got all these little sweeties everywhere and just the cutest kids ever. And we're a great team. But, uh, but uh, I'm with you guys. And stay, stay, keep the rules, you know, Stay away. It's going to be a while. But um, let's do this. We're going to get through this together. Shalom, everyone. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.